This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a very good Thursday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for wanting with us, Stephen Strom here. The Marlins fight and scratch and claw and come all the way back from 4-1 to beat the Reds 5-4 and take the series. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. In Cincinnati, Ohio this afternoon, the Miami Marlins were saved by the Bell. A pair of bombs from Josh Bell trailing 4-1 in the top of the eighth inning with two men on base and two outs. The Marlins stormed all the way back. They win the rubber match this afternoon against Cincinnati, and they do so by a final score of 5-4. What a heroic effort by many Marlins this afternoon. This is the 10th inning show with Rod Allen. I'm Kyle Seeloff, and Rod, let's go right to Josh Bell. What a day today. He became the first Miami Marlin in franchise history to homer from both sides of the plate in a ball game. He did so in dramatic fashion this afternoon. Well, he's special. Um, that much we do know. Not only is he a big bat, I mean left-handed and right-handed, he also is the leader. He also can play defensively and I just love the move that Kim Ang made at the trade deadline to bring him in. He's controllable for one more year along with Berger. He takes pressure off of Solaire and today he showed up in a big, big way for his ball club. How about Johnny Cueto again? We said this early on, Rod. If if Johnny Cueto's gonna go out there every fifth day and give you five innings, allow a few runs this team's going to have a chance to win. And that, he put them in a position where they had a chance to win today. Well, you know, he was playing with some emotions here today. For the last three days, they've really taken care of Johnny Cueto here where he spent so many years as a big leaguer, eight to be exact. He made an all-star team here. As a matter of fact, he started the all-star team in 2014. But Cueto went out there and he did what number five starters do. He put his team in a position to win the ball game. The offense perked up late, albeit against the bullpen, because Ashcraft was really good against him for the first seven frames. But once he left, I mean, that was a fight at the bat rack down in the Marlin side. <laughs> yes, there was. Josh Bell's three-run bomb with two outs and two men on in the top of the eighth inning tied it. We boogie along to the ninth inning, facing one of the best closers in baseball. No save in it this afternoon. Brian De La Cruz takes a 96-mile-an-hour offering up and away from Alexis Diaz into the Marlins' bullpen in right field, and that proved to be the game-winning bomb for the Marlins this afternoon. All it takes is one good swing. I mean, De La Cruz looked lost today for his first three at-bats, and all of a sudden he gets that fastball where he's looking and he's not shy, and he takes a really good swing at it, and he drives it the other way. Just a brilliant approach by De La Cruz, but it just begs to mention the fact that even if you're not having a good day, all it takes is one good swing to keep things going. Birdie with a good swing there in that ninth inning to get the, the big bat to, the, to, uh, to lead off the inning to, to finally get guys in the game. Arise also with a big hit. He hadn't done much yeah. in the game, but he finally showed up in the ninth inning. Uh, let's talk real quick before we get out of here about the new-look Marlins offense. Again, all the damage coming today via the long ball. Well, I just think it's pressure too, Kyle. I mean, we were not that same team that was performing in – 
uh, Baltimore, and when we left there, the, just the way we played in St. Louis, and then we went back home and struggled against Philadelphia, I think we're much more like the team that played the first half of the season. Now we've added some power. Now we have a closer. I think we're a better baseball team. We just need to relax and play that way, and apparently the all-players meeting they had yesterday where they just talked through some things, it worked well for them. Happy flight back home to Miami. Always good working with you, buddy. I'll see you soon. All right, boss. All right, that's Rod Allen. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Let's take a listen to the highlights from this festivities uh, today here at Great American Ballpark. Marlins with their 60th victory of the season in dramatic come-from-behind fashion. A matchup today that featured Johnny Cueto and Graham Ashcraft for Cincinnati. We were scoreless through three. That was until Josh Bell led off the top of the fourth inning facing Ashcraft. And the 2-2 offering is slugged in the air. Deep left field. Steer is going back out of the warning track. It's gone. Josh Bell with a bomb. It's his 13th of the season. Marlins with a 1-0 lead here in the fourth. Well, that 1-0 lead would not last long with two outs and nobody on base in the bottom of the fourth inning. Johnny Cueto was cruising until he met up with Steer. 1-2 pitch to Spencer. Steer is clobbered high in the air, deep left field. De La Cruz looking up, but she is way gone. Spencer Steer with his 18th home run of the season. It's a two-out solo shot here at the bottom of the fourth inning. And now it's Cincinnati 1 and Miami 1 here in the fourth. And with two outs and nobody on base, Joey Votto singled, and that opened the door for Christian Encarnacion Strand, the designated hitter. Came into this ball game. Three for 12 lifetime. Here's a swing and a drive. This is clobbered. Left field. Way back and gone. So the two men acquired by Cincinnati from Minnesota have gone deep here in the bottom of the fourth. Cueto has allowed his sixth and seventh home runs of the season. Cincinnati leads 3-1. to one. It would stay 3-1 to one after five. Cueto works five. Ashcraft worked deep into this ballgame. More on that in a moment. So Cueto was relieved by Jorge Lopez in the bottom of the sixth inning in a 3-1 game. He allowed a leadoff single to Matt McClain. He got Spencer Steer to line out to second base. With Joey Votto batting, he ripped the ball through the right side. McClain was on the move. It was a single into right field. There was runners at first and third with one out in the bottom of the sixth inning for the aforementioned Christian Encarnacion Strand. 1-1 pitch, a shot into center field, not going to matter. Christian Encarnacion Strand has plated three this afternoon. Crossing home plate is Matt McClain. Cincinnati leads 4-1. It was 4-1 after seven. Graham Ashcraft went seven innings for the Reds this afternoon. He allowed a run on three hits, and he was absolutely dealing. Rod said there was a fight at the bat rack after Ashcraft, Ashcraft excuse me, left the ball game. It was 4-1 to one going to the top of the eighth. There were two outs. The pitcher was Ian Jibbo. He uh, allowed a one-out single, but then he got Soler to strike out looking. Soler was then ejected after that strikeout looking. So, too, was Skip Schumacher. Schumacher ejected twice in this series this week against the Cincinnati Reds. Jibbo exited. Sam Mall entered. The lefty allowed a single to the opposite field with two outs to Luisa Rise. There were runners at first and second base with two outs in the top of the eighth inning. Marlins trailing by three, and Josh Bell came to the plate. That's now a couple of bloops. Now we need a blast. Bell's already lifted off this afternoon. The first pitch to him is swung on head, high in the air, deep right center field. Friedel's back, it's gone! A game-tying three-run bomb for Josh Bell. 
here in the top of the eighth inning. It's four to four. That's why they brought him in. Josh Bell becomes the first Marlin in franchise history to homer from both sides of the plate in a ball game. It was 4-4, four to four, bottom of the eighth inning. Tanner Scott in for Miami. He allowed a leadoff single to Matt McClain, but after that, nothing. He struck out Spencer Steer. He struck out Joey Votto, and then he punched out Encarnacion Strand. We were going to the ninth in a 4-4 four, four tie. Insert Alexis Diaz. The Reds closer into the ballgame in a non-save situation. The first man that he was facing leading off the top of the ninth inning was Brian De La Cruz. And homeward right-handed in his career. Brian De La Cruz with a drive deep to right. If it's fair, it's gone. It's a home run. De La Cruz, a leadoff bomb in the top of the ninth off of Alexis Diaz into the Marlins bullpen. An opposite field shot. Miami leads 5-4. to four. Unbelievable. So after the home run by Bell in the fourth, the Marlins would not lead again until Brian De La Cruz led off the top of the ninth inning with a home run to the opposite field. Marlins would get a run off Alexis Diaz in the ninth. Here came David Robertson into the ball game for the Marlins in the bottom of the ninth inning. The first man that he faced was Tyler Stevenson, who he got to bounce out to Bell, and that went 3-1 to one for out number one. Nick Senzel then flew out to left field. There was quickly two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning. The Reds were down to their final out, but Stuart Fairchild, the right fielder, singled to left to keep the game alive. The tying run was at first. The go-ahead and game-winning potential run was at the plate, and that was in the form of Ellie De La Cruz. Marlins a strike away from winning the series in Cincinnati. Two and two the count. Robertson looks in. Now the pitch. A swag on it. Missed strike three. The Marlins come all the way back. It's their 26th one-run victory of the season. Their 30th come from behind win. It's a series victory in Cincinnati. Miami beats the Reds 5-4. to four. What a win for the Marlins here today. David Robertson with his 17th save of the season. His third as a Marlin for Miami. Now 60 and 56 this season, they leapfrog the Reds in the National League wild card picture. Marlins beat the Reds 5 to 4. They win the rubber match this afternoon and they'll enjoy an off day in Miami tomorrow before for the Miami Marlins their first road series victory since the end of June, June 27th through the 29th. What a win for the Marlins here today for Miami. Five runs, eight hits, one error, four men left on base. And for Cincinnati, four runs, ten hits, no errors, and six men left on base. Tanner Scott is the winning pitcher now, six and four this season. Alexis Diaz, the loser, he is three and four. David Robertson, back-to-back -back saves for Miami. He collects his 17th save in total here in 2023 between the Mets and the Marlins. Started this ballgame at 111. We had a 36-minute rain delay out of the gates this afternoon. Once the rains cleared, we played ball at 111. We finished it at 346. Total time of game, 2 hours and 35 minutes in front of 22,352 on an 81-degree, partly cloudy day here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Scott beats Diaz Robertson with the save for the Marlins. They're now 60-56 and 56 this season. And for Cincinnati, now that they've lost this series, now 60-57. and 57. So the Marlins now have a half-game lead over the Reds in the wild-card picture. Now the Marlins will be firmly back into that third and final wild-card spot if the Mets can beat the Cubs in New York tonight. For the Marlins this afternoon, they strike out 8, 9, 10, 11 
And that means that $275 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down and listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the 5-4 to four victory over the Reds. Skip, the big come-from-behind victory, take this series. Do you feel like this type of win was a, a bit of a character-building type win for the team? I think so. I uh, Listen, they, they deserve a win like that mm-hmm. because of how hard they've been uh, working and going about the things the right way. And um, I, That was a team effort, good team win. Shows you how much fight that they have in them. And, um, yeah, I'm just really proud of that whole group. Good to see the resiliency coming back these last couple of days. I know the guys were saying that they're a little bit down on themselves through the struggles. Well, I think we said before a couple of days ago that we are finding ways to lose. And the last couple of days we've been finding ways to win. And that's what good teams do is they find ways to win, um, whether it be a big home run or a good play or whatever it is. And today, Josh Bell, um, both sides of the plate, home run. And then Dela obviously, with uh, the home run late against a uh, you know, really good closer and Diaz. Um, Tanner Scott's been unbelievable as well. Three days in a row, you know, we hate doing that to guys, um, but he's one of the guys that we feel he could probably go seven days in a row. He's just so strong and um, puck, really good clean inning, really like where he's at lately. So, um, yeah, just good good team win. Uh, for Bell specifically, just how different has this lineup been since adding guys like Bell and Berger? Josh has been awesome, um, not only because of the production and obviously the home runs and um, with three, I think, this series, but the the attention to detail um, in the hitters' meetings, uh, what he does, um, just talking with uh, players on the defensive side on you know what he sees and the in, he's super engaged in the game, in the dugout. Um, he's fit right in really quick and it hasn't taken him long um, to be one of the vocal leaders in there. Um, and then when he produces after being a vocal leader, um, you know, that's when, you know, people start buying in on, on his messaging and he's been, he's been just uh, the perfect fit for us. Uh, Cueto outside, I think that three batter span at the end of the fourth seemed to hold his own there. Yeah, I think a couple mislocation uh, homers, but other than that, um, some weak contact. Um, I thought his location of all his pitches were really good. I thought his changeup looked great. Um, but, you know, I think the you know third time through when McLean got up, uh, it was time to, you know, have them see another arm. But, um, you know, to give us five innings, uh, you know, I thought he got a lot of weak contact, um, just a couple pitches that probably he wanted back. But other than that, Johnny did great. And for Dela, just to be able to get the exclamation point to cap the series. Yeah, he was frustrated uh, during the game a little bit uh, in his previous at-bats, but um, to take a, a Diaz fastball the other way uh, just inside that foul pole, foul pole uh, he's a good hitter. He, he can hit it all over the place. Um, he has some peaks and valleys at times this year, but I think he's turning himself into a really good professional hitter. And, you know, he doesn't have too many professional at-bats uh, under his belt yet, so he's still learning, still growing. But we throw him right in the middle of the order because that's how much we think of him against righties or tough, tough righties and lefties. Um, so you know we're excited when he's up at any point in the game, and uh, I still he I still think he has a lot of room to grow. But he's he's becoming a really good hitter. Uh, what was the message you got from home plate on after Solar got ejected, and then actually you guys after that guys got sparked after that? Yeah, I mean I, I listen. I just don't think that you should have that quick of a hook. Uh, you know, these guys are, it's an emotional game. It's um, guys are stressed out, guys are frustrated. Um, and, you know, you're playing for your life out there. Um, 
I think if you have a, a disagreement with the call, you should be allowed to talk about it. Um, I think Bill was probably upset about the maybe the gesture that um, you know Soli gave, like he missed two or something that he was saying. But you know nobody cussed. I didn't cuss. Um, you know I don't think we should have been kicked out at that point of time just because we want to talk about a couple calls. Uh, might have cussed after getting tossed, um, but uh, but I just think that you know we should be allowed to talk a little bit more than um, than maybe what happened today. You know, Bill's been doing it a long time, and he's you know he's he's been around a long time because he's a good umpire. But I just feel like um, you know sometimes the the hook has been too quick with guys because when you kick out a guy in a game, especially Solaire's, you know, arguably be our best best hitter um, at that point in the game. That that's tough to to replace. So I just a little bit more feel on like you're allowed. How about have a conversation? You can have an argument, uh, but to toss somebody out of a game uh, because of that, it was tough for me. You talk about the resilience of your guys for pulling off that four-run comeback after you got ejected. Yeah, maybe I'm just a bad manager. I think that's probably what it is. I just they wanted me out of that dugout, and then they started to go. Um, uh, no, I think it, it was uh, really cool to see them, you know, come together and, and go for it, and um, uh, you know, obviously. A, against uh, you know a tough lefty and Bell going oppo and obviously Dela I just again just super proud of how they came back um, because it wasn't looking good right it, they're back in bullpen coming in which has been great um, and for them to to put together some quality at bats and um, and get a huge couple home runs especially Bell home run um, you know was it was a lot of fun I wish I was watching it in the dugout but um, it's still cool to, to sit next to Soli watching it in here a big momentum switch of course two wins after five game losing streak in the upcoming schedule it's definitely tough Yankees Astros Dodgers Padres how does this you know affect you guys heading into that tougher stretch here everyone says the toughest schedule the big leagues are hard uh, that's just the the Reds are hard to play uh, the Nationals are hard to play. The A's are hard to play. Every team is hard. So, you know, I don't want to hear about the, the schedule because I think every team is hard. Um, and so if we don't play the, how we are capable of playing, we're going to lose no matter who we play. So uh, we get good pitching. Our bullpen does what they're capable of doing, which was awesome this series. Um, timely hits, which have helped us in the first half, um, you know, we'll, we'll be okay. But, you know, as soon as we – you know, don't pitch or make errors. It's just like any other team. Then it's going to be tough to win. And uh, so I think that you know this is more of our formula right here. It's good pitching, good defense, timely hitting. Um, you know, we give ourselves we'll give ourselves a good chance to win. Fifth inning, the throw from Jazz to get Ellie when he was going trying to uh, turn the single to a double, just to see the heads up from Jazz and a good throw together. Yeah, I, I think it's just cool for baseball seeing two young superstars that are going to be here for a long time in the game going at it. Um, you know, Ellie testing Jazz, Jazz being fairly new still in the, in the outfield to spin and throw on a line like that going to his left is not easy to do, um, especially to get the, arguably the fastest guy out in the big leagues uh, going uh, home to second. So at the time, it was a really big play um, with Fraley in the heart of the order coming up. Um, so it was a really good job by, by Jazz, not only cutting the ball off, but putting a, a throw right on the bag. And obviously Arias, you know, putting a good tag on him. But yeah, that kid is that kid's going to be a good player for a long time. What from this series do you want to take back to Miami for your upcoming homestand? Well, that we won a series, so you know, you always want a happy flight. Uh, you know, that could have been a deflating loss, honestly. You know, and uh, I think that the fact that you know we came from behind, which we did so many times in the first half, um, knowing we can do that, we still have the same team here, and we're capable of doing that and coming uh, have come from behind wins. 
um, you know, that's still in us, that's still part of our brand. And, uh, and I think that was really encouraging. Yeah, and with the new tiebreaker rules, how important is it for you that you just tie the season series with a team that's right up there next to I didn't even think about that. I'm trying to win the series. That, that was the only – I'm trying to win today, trying to win each series, and that's that's what I've been doing, uh, you know, every single game or every single game, every single series is try to win today. That's been the message since, you know, after spring training. When you guys went to get Josh, what was it that you wanted to get from him and what have you seen kind of to that level now? Since yeah, I think middle of the order, switch hitter. Um, that applies to that has some leadership qualities you know i think a lot of us were asking around to see what kind of person he was we know that he can provide talent we see the numbers we see the home run ability we see he can hit from both sides of the plate but i mean we've asked around from uh i won't tell you who but all of our <laughs> former players to coaches to and everybody said that this guy 10 out of 10 character hard worker he gives you everything he's got he's a winning player and once you hear winning player um, you know, that's what we're trying to add here. And the culture we're trying to create is, is a winning atmosphere. And, and that's why I think he blends in so well. I had a chance to catch up with Brian De La Cruz, who hit the go-ahead home run in the ninth inning. Let's hear what DLC had to say, translated by Louis Durante. All right, Kyle, thank you. Here with Brian De La Cruz. Brian, ninth inning, huge home run. What were you looking for against Diaz? Brian, este noveno inning, un honrón inmenso que está buscando ahí con Diaz. Bueno, primero le doy gracias a Dios, me entiende, por la oportunidad. Que me, que me dio hoy en día de, de yo cómo está ese batazo. Yo estaba buscando algo en la zona, algo manejable, ¿me entiendes? Gracias a Dios, me da el resultado. Yeah, and first of all, I want to thank God, you know, for all the opportunity that, that he gave me to, to hit that home run today. I was, uh, I was just looking for, for something on the zone, right? You know, pull it out there, and I got the result. What has Josh Bell meant to this club since he's been traded here? ¿Qué significa Josh Bell desde que, desde que lo cambiaron para, para este equipo? Wow, significa mucho para nosotros. Mira cómo está demostrando que él puede jugar, ¿me entiendes? Cada día. Y mira, lo está demostrando en el terreno de juego y eso es importante para nosotros. Sí, es muy importante para todos, todos nosotros. Puedes ver la manera en que está jugando en el campo, la manera en que puede jugar cada día. Es muy importante para todos nosotros. ¿Crees que este tipo de win te da ese swagger back? ¿Tú crees que este, este tipo de, de, de victoria le da ese estilo, esa, esas vibras buenas a todos? Claro, claro, una, una vibra positiva, de verdad que sí, ¿me entiendes? Venir de atrás, ¿me entiendes? Un octavo idimi y ganar eso de 4-1. Wow, se siente fantástico, de verdad que sí, gracias a Dios. Of course, you know, coming always from behind gave us a great vibes, you know, positive vibes, and uh, thank goodness, you know, it happened. Just one run gain, another one. Brian, thanks for the time, man. Big home run in the ninth, great job. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, Kyle, back to you. How about Josh Bell's day today? Two home runs and the huge one in the eighth inning to tie this ball game up at 4-4. He spoke post-game with the media. Let's hear what Josh had to say. just want to make sure. Um, yeah, I feel great. Yeah, just for you guys to be able to come back two games in a row, especially after five-game losing streak, take the series and have two two wins in a row going home. How important is that? No, it's huge. Uh, I think just going into this off day, um, you know, happy flight going home. Um, Enjoy the off day. Um, come back this weekend, ready to work. You've been here a little more in the week now, and Skip's already praising your leadership in addition to what you're doing on the field. Just for you, just how has this first week been? Just immersing yourself in the clubhouse and being able to establish who you are here as quickly as you have. No, it's it's been really fun. Um, you know, I didn't know what to expect in trading, um, and it seems like all my expectations have been blown out of the water. The, the energy, even when we were losing games, it seems like we we're right there, um, just waiting for that big moment. Um, Solaire started it yesterday, and I was able to keep it going here today. You watched 
skip get ejected, of course, and things were kind of going towards the wrong direction there late in the game. What was your mentality going up to that plate appearance that ultimately tied the game? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's nice knowing that uh, Skip's got her back. Um, I was telling him yesterday, I think that was the first time in my career where one of my managers had gotten thrown out over balls and strikes. So, you know, it means a lot knowing that he's got our back, um, that he's paying attention, um, and that he, he doesn't mind letting, um, you know, them know if they're not as spot on as he thinks that they should be. Uh, for you, do you remember the last time you hit a home run from both sides of the plate? Yeah, I was, I was 11. I was in some tournament in, in Oklahoma. Um, I'll never forget, my, my uh, mom has the picture as her background on her computer, so like whenever I open up her computer, it's like a fun little memory, but hopefully she can update that photo now. <laughs> that was going to be my next question. You're going to be able to get photos both shots? Yeah, for sure, for sure. The first Marl never do that as well from both sides of playing the same game. Yeah, it seems nuts. Um, you know, I, I, I guess I uh, picked a good time to do that, and, you know, Kim did as well, um, trade me over here, so definitely pumped for the opportunity, and uh, hopefully there's more coming. When you came over here, what was your kind of thought process? What you were getting into, and what have you found? Yeah, um, obviously we're we're in the hunt right now. Um, every game matters. Um, so, you know, I, I, that first game was so nuts. Um, you know, a lot of different emotions. Uh, we we fought back and. You know the the overall vibe in the clubhouse is that hey we've been doing this for a long time you know we have we've been in a bit of a rut as of late but the first half we were coming back left and right um, and it felt like sixth seventh inning you know drop of a hat we can come back and win games so you know, I've seen that in the last couple of games and, and hopefully we can you know continue to push forward the second half. All right, we are off today on this Thursday. The Marlins welcome in the New York Yankees for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Should be packed crowds at Lone Depot Park. It's going to be a 6:40 first pitch on Friday night, which means I've got Marlins on deck at 6:10. As always, we hope you can join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by Otter Nation.